All right, welcome everybody to our podcast this week. Uh, we have a few things we're going to talk about, but really just keeping it, you know, relaxed. Nothing really. Uh, we're not really going to be doing anything, you know, uh, scripted as it were. Uh, we don't have any major plans, but what a ridiculous freaking episode we had last time, um, <laughs> or at least the ending. <laughs> Just the by responsibility of coin flipping, incidentally, was the sole reason why I fractured my hand in the past week. I, I will tell you. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly the reason he showed me on that last coin flip for the uh, what we even coin flip for the finale, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. That last last coin flip really did it. It's too many coin flips. It was too much. It was like... What's the most you've ever lost in a coin toss? Well, you know... Apparently, the the use of my left hand, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, that that was my fault. I I thought I had the constitution and capacity to sustain that much power. It's like holding the the gauntlet of Thanos, right? And instead of killing me, it it just fractured my hand, so... Yeah. Uh, Quite quite the way to (laughs) do that. Um... We'll, we'll let people speculate if they actually believe that or not. But you know what? Hey, hey, it's up to them. Uh, other other than that, um, what have you been doing this weekend? I, I uh, yeah, since I'm currently out of work, I have a lot of downtime just to reflect on the holidays. But I haven't been doing much gaming, obviously. But I, when I do get the chance, uh, we obviously played a few rounds of Among Us, mm-hmm. which is a surefire way to figure out what makes it tick and why it makes it so much fun and the results were obvious from the very first round yeah we Um, played with peyton and some of his friends uh yeah with that yeah um that was your first time playing it right yeah basically when when we first uh started playing together for those few rounds that was like initially my first time okay what did you think of it i know I, I know I, I didn't feel I felt like I was slightly being an ass every time you were playing because I was like okay let's take it to some people with some time to kill us I think it might be Steven <laughs> and, and sometimes it, the first time it was uh, just because you were getting the feel of it I know sometimes when you're trying to get the feel of a game you'll take a moment to kind of take it all in with Among Us it doesn't really allow you to do that it's like you better start it, killing or the other people are going to win it's very fast paced, but not in the sense of like a regular action game or even like a regular RTS. It, it, it's just a sense of like you need to be very situationally aware of almost every certain aspect from the other players' positions on the map to what tasks you need to complete. It's it's like this ebb and flow of like, okay. I need to prioritize my tasks and I need to like maybe hook up with a buddy just to see that I have a proper alibi set up so that when the time comes, when the round is over and it's time to figure out who the imposters are, you have, you know, a solid footing and a proper alibi so that you can protect yourself. But I also realized that just based off of my quiet demeanor, both in real life and in game sometimes, that acts as like a crux for me. So I have to gradually learn how to speak out and to pretty much lay my convincing argument, regardless if I'm imposter or not. Mm-hmm. Because there are moments in, in some of the rounds where a lot of people suss the wrong person and then that in itself lays a target behind the person doing the finger pointing. But it's like while the imposter is just laughing behind the mic seeing that all the chaos that has ensued because people rightfully or wrongfully point fingers too quickly and i've had that happen to me several times and it's it's a very fun little game that will test the sort of social psychological atmosphere of 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 that group and i will say it is best played with people you know um as seeing as like but peyton he had a certain way he played yeah i'm calling him out and i hope he listens to this um (laughs) and even tried to like call it off like in the last round i think we played because his whole thing was lights and doors and and use that and he was really like very aggressive when it came to being the imposter um 
yeah very, very he, aggressive he, he definitely has his uh, motif that sort of he uses especially on on that original first map that is i think the most popular one the scale the space station yeah, yeah the, the scale uh so the use of lights the use of door locking obviously to separate the other uh crewmates from each other is very very sleek very cool um I think the one aspect of Among Us that um, I I kind of feel not necessarily needs improvements because the tasks themselves, they're not important. They're just a way to sort of just complete the round so that the crewmates have a, a path to victory mm-hmm. if the imposters take too much time. But I kind of wish there was a sort of like dynamic of oh, this task needs to be done and then someone else needs to do this task. Obviously, there are the reactors and the sort of oxygen tanks that need to be uh, basically timed or completed by two different crewmates. But I wish there was more of that team Team play. Yeah, that team dynamic or... Or Or it's like a two-part, like only... This task cannot be completed by just one person, kind of like the reactor going off. Right, right. So... Too too many of those mechanics does give the imposters more leeway to not make mistakes. But I feel like, in terms of like the crewmate section, uh, I think it would just make it more dynamic than what we currently have. Uh, but that would be like my only grievance with the game at the moment. Right now, it's just quite phenomenal, and again, it, it it's so different from what we usually look at the battle royale zeitgeist at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it just continues that sort of general trend of like social play being the dominant popularity subgenre that has surfaced within the past two years. Um, I could it's, see, just, it's just amazing. I could see this maybe being a new type of game that like Battle Royale hit the scene. This could be the new type of game that kind of expands on itself. Imagine this is a first person horror kind of game. Right. That, that would be insane. Like, instead of, like, you know, it's, it, like, being, like, nice and colorful and top-down, you could still make it top-down. Um, but I you would be way more immersed if it was, like, a first-person VR game where you're, or, you know, first-person even. Sorry. Holy shit. Oh, how unprofessional. Being bored at my own statement. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? first person game uh it would be make it way more terrifying um if you did that yeah like, like, like just if, imagine. if the lights go out it's like oh no and then you have to pop up in a little flashlight which is kind of like the little smaller circle and you can't really see very much and then you and but you could hear what if they implemented you could hear like things going on in the next room over and you're like what the hell yeah so the inclusion of like noise ambience like imagine if alien isolate Alien Isolation yeah. was pretty much the, the the de facto graphic audio experience with the concept of Among Us. Like that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, that would be really cool. Like take literally, you could copy paste it because there's vents in that. And let, let the um, let the you know imposter be able to use events and shit. Uh, but he looks exactly like every single one of the other people. Um, I mean, not. There have to there have to be some way to differentiate, but it, it looks like you know, one right. essentially among the people from Among Us. Um, that would be crazy. I I would love to see that. And then also, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, when we were playing, I played it on uh, I played it on my phone, and you guys were playing it on PC. I've I've always played it on my phone, a because it's just nice and easy to pick up, and I can take it wherever I want. B because I got locked in my Steam account, but we won't talk about that. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, quite a bit. What do you mean? No, it's just like I just haven't seen you logged in whenever we were oh, playing. So no. I figured, no, he's playing mobile, but even then, I figured he would prefer the desktop experience. Well, uh, yeah, I do, but it is it is nice and easy to do it. the The main reason I prefer. Uh, I would prefer the desktop experience is when I'm playing with friends. If I'm not playing with friends, um, mobile is a lot faster. I can play it when I'm going to bed. I can play it wherever. Um, at the same time, it is a bitch to communicate. 
Yeah, that's what I figured. Like, how how would it work with mobile with like random people? So, so like in a public match. So you pull open like the the app, and then there's a little text box at the top right. As soon yeah. as there's an alert or somebody finds a body, you hit you hit that, and then it's a bunch of people typing the, their whole time. I think I'm not sure if they have. They obviously have cross platform play because of you know, um, mobile and. Yeah, because we were—I was able to play with you guys, right? But, but it's right. based around a code. But whenever I'm playing on mobile, I don't know if I can instantaneously just join people with PC because most people are typing. That might just because it's a bunch of randos, and I'm assuming the people who are going to do actually play with their friends are going to create that that party, um, or if it's just like that's the normal way to play it if you're just matchmaking with random people and they're right. always regardless of pc or, or you know uh phone they're gonna be able to type so it's essentially typing and you can't really get like a like a you know read on people as easily if they are uh if they're typing so it's not really like you don't really know like okay is this person lying to me but it's really fun. I've actually, I haven't played, there's two other maps I haven't even touched. Po, uh, Polis, I think is one. And, uh, one second. I just saw it on the, there's Polis, the Skeld, and then one other map. I don't know, because apparently Peyton never plays on it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a, uh, a very fun and addicting game. Maps on Among Us, but yeah, yeah Polis is more of like... a po- Polis is more of a um, like an ice map, the Skeld and Mira HQ, and then apparently there's going to be another map that's being developed currently. Uh, it's going to be bigger than Polis. Polis is currently the biggest map. Um, it's more of like a ice planet, I think, and then Mira HQ. It's like a, if it'll load. I don't know. It's not loading, but um, I don't want that to play. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it's it's just such a fun game. What else did you, what else did you find out about it? Like, like well, you played it for the first time. Um, nothing. It was just uh, basically I just realized that you can unlock doors manually if they're locked. But again, it's just you can. Yeah, you can like get get close to a locked door and then click on use on the bottom right, and then you have to flick the the red levers between both doors. Really? And then you'll you'll be able to manually open the door yourself. So huh. you're, you're 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 not really stuck in that room. I did thing. not see that at all. I'm not sure if I just wasn't looking at the use button or what was going on, but I did not know you could open doors at all. Yeah, the use button is. It, it like visually contextually like pops up whenever you can do something with an object like i basically had no idea that that was even an option but it's just that game does require you to be aware of like what you can contextually do and what you can't do right so that makes sense yeah yeah a few other things happened uh we were talking about this week um yesterday uh we got to bring this up near the front of the podcast but uh we lost um a great great actor and it it bears no bears mentioning sean connery died yesterday uh we're recording this the day after halloween um at the age of 90 such a long and prosperous life in the bahamas that's where he died oh of course yeah nassau Uh, i actually was in nassau at the beginning of this year before covid hit i was on a cruise and yeah i I, we did all the shit i even went to disneyland in january like (laughs) so like took advantage yeah well i I, not knowing like what was going to happen i was like oh yeah disneyland january we have a cruise we already paid four months ago we're gonna go on that and then as soon as like the week we got back it was like okay there's a lot of problems in california and all over the u.s okay and then the next following week like three days after we got back lockdown yeah that quick so yeah we literally came in within inches of not being able to uh well i guess we could have traveled within the u.s but yeah we were traveling outside of the u.s so if i asked if i went to the doctor like have you ever left the u.s i was like 
define left because <laughs> um, I did go to Nassau which is uh, not US but the Bahamas was great but yeah that's he died there um, great actor so many different movies uh, he apparently was having health problems according to his son uh, within the last few years of his life but he was 90 so you kind of yeah. get that idea yeah, you have that expectation already. Every so often, I'll think of like really old actors I haven't seen in a long time. Like I don't know, I, I would Jack Nicholson comes to mind. Um, Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. Oh uh, my god, Patrick that was gonna Stewart. That was gonna hit me hard. Like I, I don't like to like you know, I'm like oh when are they gonna die? What a morbid thought. But <laughs> you know, but yeah, uh, I think like it's just it comes to mind. It's like oh, okay, these these are older actors like Dame Judi Dench. Uh, is one um, Betty White is Betty still alive. White. Keith Richards is still alive. Yeah, Mick Jagger's still alive. Um, I mean, those not those aren't actors of the last two, but well, te- Keith Richards was in the Pirates films, so technically he has some acting credit. Um, I don't think I've seen him in anything else though, personally. But yeah, uh, going back to Sean Connery, he was obviously the first James Bond. Um, he was uh, in a in a triple A title of a film called Dragonheart. I'm just kidding, but of course that was a, that was a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh, Dennis Quaid's in that. Uh, he was in The Hunt for Red October. Uh, he was in The Rock. He was in what's one of your favorite films? He was in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Not I saw well. that one in theaters. Uh, I like that. Pretty decent. That was decent. Yeah. Um. What other movies was he in? Anything else that you like him in as well? I haven't seen many of his movies, and it's a bit shameful to say, but I also did not see or complete like the original first Bond entries. You never, you never, you never watched Doctor No. No, I've seen parts of it, but like, like I mentioned, like I've seen parts of like his older Bond films, but I've never sat down and just completed it from beginning to end. Yeah, Doctor uh, No is a great yeah. film. Um, Doctor No, oh, From Russia with Love is amazing. Let's see, what other films? The Untouchables. I've never seen that, but that's the one he won the uh, the Oscar for. Goldfinger is okay. a great movie. Thunderball. That's they filmed that in Nassau. Um, let's see. A lot of films. Holy God. Holy God. He has been so much. Um, but yeah, obviously, his, his, some of his best are the he Bond in, films. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, yeah. Shit. Junior. Jesus. That's where it came from. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I figured you guys were making that reference and. Fucking. I was just looking at this IMDb list. That's why I wasn't thinking of that right now. Uh, you Only Live Twice. Some people say that's. Uh, he has a bit of a. Uh, his role in that one has has come under question. I mean, shit. He's he's done some. He said some shit in his life, but at the same time, he's one of the best actors of all time. So, you know, the whole schlap thing. Um, yeah. A bridge too far. He's in that. Ooh, he's in Time Bandits. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Never say never again. That was actually far after that's one of his oldest uh bond films never say never again he's a little bit older than that one obviously the for red october highlander 2 robin hood prince of thieves oh that's right he plays king richard in that uh so many things Dragonheart's actually really good i, I think that's uh some people kind of play I've that down that one. yeah i've seen that one. finding forester um he you know, he even came back in twenty two thousand five he came back to do the 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 voice of James Bond in the From Russia with Love video game. What a great video game. I will mention that. If you ever played that game, it was on PlayStation Two for me when I played it. That's actually a really fun game. And it had uh pretty That one was after Nightfire, right? Yes, that was after oh. Nightfire. It was uh behind the over the shoulder not a first person shooter Um, so you could kind of wear different outfits and and it had had, it was essentially followed the uh, the story of the of the movie but then the ending of it 
kind of cha- changes up <laughs> significantly. There's this huge like minigun machine you have to fight in the final boss fight. So it's like, okay, hold up. <laughs> Cause I don't know if he ever kills the guy with the blonde hair in the movie. Um, but there's this whole like end fight in that game. that's really fun. Um, I really enjoyed that game. But yes, uh, rest in peace, yeah. Sean Connery. I know uh, we're starting, we have the, the new 007 film that is already done filming, and it was due to release sometime, I think this month or something, but they had to delay because of COVID. But in whatever form that movie does come out, I, I do intend to do a Bond marathon uh, prior to watching that one. Bond marathon? So which ones are you going to watch? All of them? There's a shit ton. Uh, I know there's a shit ton, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty determined to go through each one since i never have seen the entire thing i've only seen most of the pierce brosnan films and the daniel craig films sorry so. for that that was my uh, i had to plug in my my laptop was dying uh but you've never seen all of you've never seen most of them which ones have you seen obviously goldeneye right? pierce brosnan yeah most of the pierce brosnan films and then the daniel craig films uh i think i saw There's the more. one with yeah with with more um i think moonraker Moonraker. That's a. Is that is that Roger Moore? I think that's Roger Moore. Pretty sure. Yeah, Roger. Did Roger Moore. Yeah, that that was like the old time. That's a Jaws. Yeah, that's one of Jaws. Ah, no more. Stop the notifications. All right. Um. But yeah, rest in peace, uh, Mr. Sean Connery. Uh, what 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 an iconic like actor even with like even if it's just like from james bond to like all of his other great films or even like the snl skit i slept with your mother last night trebek like (laughs) your mother's a whore (laughs) like what the hell like whoever came up with that skit's great just because that even if it's not really associated with him it's associated with him yeah, but like even to some respect, like it ties to his persona of being like this, like very blunt but suave type of guy that you like when you think of Bond, you always think of him regardless. Yeah, and it, it just fits. So yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of um, Doctor No, and a few things, No Time to Die. Um, when is No Time to Die got pushed back to? 2021 right yeah i got pushed back uh i don't think there's a specific release date uh i do know that there has been rumors going on that they want to sell the rights to netflix or amazon so they might purchase i could see amazon getting it yeah me too their net worth is way higher than netflix um also would bring I think they already have a few James Bond films on their catalog while Netflix doesn't, they'll bounce back and forth between a, a few, a few of those ones, but they don't, I don't think they have any right now or have had much. Yeah. That's just how the game of licensing works, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, but speaking of kind of tangentially around, uh, no time to die. We just finished. Well, I, I, I just finished. We pretty much binged within the last two weeks. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the last season of Mr. Robot. And I say binge, we did it in about two days. It was last weekend, right? Yeah, we, we did the majority of it last weekend. Like then we Friday finished it yeah. during the week. Yeah. What a, what a, what a great, great show. If you've never watched Mr. Robot, and we are not going to be spoiling that ending because it's not super fresh, but it did just come to Amazon Prime. All the seasons are on there if, if you have Amazon Prime video. Um, definitely go watch it. Four seasons. Uh, Rami Malek, who, if you haven't seen any of his work, what the hell, where have you been? Um, Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody. Uh, he's even like... Oh, what was like one of his more recent films? I like I feel like I'm constantly pulling IMDb when we uh we do this. But he was in he was in Night at the Museum. I know that. He was uh the, the Egyptian king. Uh he plays the villain in No Time to Die. Oh yeah, that's sure. that's why I'm bringing him up. I'm sure that's I sorry if I didn't mention that. Much sure, I didn't think mm-hmm. I necessarily needed to, but he's obviously in uh, he plays Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody 
what a great film. Um, he's Mr. Robot, Elliot. Well, yes, he's, he's, he's Elderson in uh, that. I actually watched his film Papillon, which is actually on uh, um, Amazon Prime. That's actually a really great film. It has Charlie Hunnam and uh, and and Rami Malek in it. Sorry, I was reading about um, Papillon. Apparently, he was in The Master, which is a uh, what's that actor's? Oh, Joaquin Phoenix and yeah. Um... Oh God! Oh my God! It's slippy. Oh God! Uh, no, he's not he even passed away. Too. Yes. Oh Jesus! He played the bad guy in the third. Uh, God damn it! Mission Impossible. Why isn't he at the top of the cast list on IMDb? That's a fucking. That's worse than us. Forgetting his name. Philip Seymour Hoffman. God damn it! Yes, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Why isn't he yeah. on the top build cast for that? Yeah, he's in The Master. I've never seen The Master myself. Great. It's a fucking exceptional film. It's from the same director that did There Will Be Blood. Oh. Very character-based uh, drama film. Okay. Well, then, I'll probably have to see that. Uh, let's see. I pulled up uh, Rami Malek's IMDb. Oh, that's right. He played Josh in Until Dawn. Yeah, <laughs> that's he also the, up there. Mm-hmm. He also played what? No, yeah, like you mentioned, until dawn. Yeah, and then um, let's see what else he's in. Things I haven't seen. He played. He's an old boy. The 2013 version. Um, he was in Twilight. What? He was in Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two. He played Benjamin. I don't know what the fuck that is. He was in what? He was in Battleship. <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He had to work his way up. Yeah. He was the robot was his Wow. He was in the Pacific. Moment. What a great show. I didn't even know he was in the Pacific. He was in twenty four, Night at the Museum, which is probably where I first saw him. Um Oh no. <laughs> I don't I shouldn't meant he's he was on this show. <laughs> Medium. Is that isn't that the uh Oh, never mind. I thought it was that reality TV show where they have this medium. What? Hold up, Steve. He's bigger than we thought. He voiced additional characters in Halo 2. Oh, that was back in 04? Yeah. How the hell? I mean, it doesn't say which characters, but he he voiced additional characters. Oh, we have to go back and be like, is this Rami Malek? <laughs> Just play through the campaign. Like, which one of these soldiers is Rami Malek? And apparently he was in Gilmore Girls. But yes, he's been in a lot of stuff. People might not even... Bojack Horseman. Um, but yeah, I think... And the reason I bring up Dr. No and him, there's a lot of... Uh, um, suspicion that he is uh going to be dr no his character name in in um no time to die is sem tempo paramore is that his name in the movie that's quite the mouthful that might be a that might that might might not be his name hold on that might be just a trailer uh, a um a poster saffin sorry yeah maybe, maybe that was just the Maybe that was like a Sam Tempo. Maybe that was like a saying for his movie. I don't know. Essentially, he likes things neat and clean, um, mm-hmm. which is a very Dr. No type of thing. He's very uh, one thing, one-sided. Just like people thought um, Blofeld. Who was Blofeld? Oh, he's in Inglorious Bastards. He's in Django Unchained. His name isn't super easy to remember off the top of my head. Django Unchained. Jesus. We're really bad with uh, with our names here. Uh, we, we like to do expert uh, research here at uh, Nerd Your Enthusiasm because we always like to... Uh, Christoph, Christoph Waltz. Waltz. See, I figured it out first. I knew that. Um, <laughs> what? Christoph well, Waltz said- <laughs> uh, played Blofeld, and, and he's also in No Time to Die briefly, I would think, but maybe not. Um, but yeah. It's a movie we're looking forward to whenever that comes out. Hopefully Amazon purchases it. What else? I think I feel like a movie just got pushed back um, as well. Oh, no, wait. No, no, no. They, on uh, the day before Halloween, they dropped the new first trailer for Halloween Kills, which is the next Halloween film. 
It's a sequel to the reboot, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a sequel to the reboot, and it's coming next, you know, October fifteenth, twenty twenty-one. That's what I thought was pushed back. Um, but yeah, what other movies are coming out right, like, like soon? I'm really excited for the new Dune movie. I actually saw the nineteen eighty-four version directed by David Lynch on HBO. Uh-huh. Um, it what well, that's a very uneasy okay it, it, it's basically I, i'm going through the audiobook right now i'm still not done with it but it's a very dense book there's a lot of characters it kind of feels like game of thrones in space mm-hmm. in, in some regards so having that dense sort of lore and the amount of characters and motivations and side plots Try and think of, like, if you were to condense, like, the first three seasons of Game of Thrones into a two-hour movie. It's just impossible. It is just impossible. So I watched the 1984 version of Dune. Uh, Aesthetically, it was way ahead of its time. It looked really good back then, especially in the early 80s of cinema. Um, And there was a lot of weird shit with some of the characterization that David Lynch kind of had a, you know, had input on. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, it's just two hours, and I was a little worried that when they decide to announce the 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 new film, um, the runtime because you need this to be at least like a two part movie. So right, is it gonna be? Yeah, it is. the The intention is that the first film is going to be almost it, it it's gonna be over three hours long. So there's enough breathing room there. Um, but they want to cut it off at a certain point in the first book where uh, where they basically uh, – where it makes sense. And then they're going to do a second film, but only if the first film does well in the box office. But with this whole COVID thing happening, that's now up in flux. So they have delayed it an extra year until next October, I believe. And so I'm not sure with the sort of estimates – with the sort of estimated time where things will go back to a soft normal for us. Um, if that will be enough time to sort of release it and then get enough of a box office success that they can go ahead and green light the second film. And the first film already has like a, a all-star cast. Yeah. Of like, like just looking here, Malay, Josh Brolin, Zendaya, Dave Bautista. We have uh, right. It's it's staggering. Javier Bardem, Jason Momoa, like crazy huge cast. I mean, it's not it's not a big cast, but it's an action packed cast. Like you know, you're gonna get some good shit from all these actors, right? And actresses. So, and then music by Hans Zimmer. I mean, Hans Zimmer. Come on. Yep. Come on. And they did, Oscar Isaac's they, in the movie too. Yeah, and they also did a cover of Eclipse by Pink Floyd, which was amazing. Hmm. Yeah, uh, so it's a few different movies that are coming out. Um pretty excited about. Speaking of things pushed back, uh in the kind of switching over to gaming, I think uh big biggest one was Cyberpunk being pushed back again, and people are getting death threats because of it. Uh, the developers, poor fucking developers. They're just trying to make some of the best games. I'm not sure if, did they have, I know Witcher had went through a few pushbacks, but did they have such death threats when that happened? No, because back then the online environment wasn't as toxic as it is now. And plus with COVID, people have more time in their hands to go fuck about. Sure, but also uh, bringing in the context of the job environment at CD Projekt Red, it, it kind of there are some individuals out there that that feel it's hard to display sympathy for CD Projekt Red because the the sort of like administration or how that company is run they kind of run their people in the ground. Yeah, that is the expectation or the normal that you would basically have them think like okay well that's just the game industry but in this case though like it really does feel like the game industry needs to get to that certain point where there has to be an ethical line that has to be crossed when it comes to working conditions and if those working conditions are tolerated even by the developers at what point do they have to like unionize and basically demand more for the amount of work that they put in right. uh, 
I, I know that there was a Twitter ex-employee that posted their income. Yeah, it was like $420 a week. Right. Obviously, that's different because their currency rate is a bit different than than the U.S. dollars. Right. But comparatively speaking, that wasn't even enough to pay for her rent for the month. So it it's just like it's just like this delay is just having it's more complicated than just oh we're delaying it because it's not good yet it's like we know that the bottleneck the engineering bottleneck for them at the moment is the fact that the old the the previous console generation the ps4 and xbox one is is sort of like bringing everything down Mm -hmm. the pc version is probably up to snuff the ps5 and the xbox series x version is probably up to snuff it's just that the optimization the optimization for the previous generation console versions is the one thing that's just like fucking a lot of of what their development cycle sh- should it's just have it makes been. it harder for them to make the game because it's like not optimized yeah because they have hardware limitations the ps4 and xbox one are like 70 year old consoles at this point so so they have to make they, it like you know okay fine and 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 it's not as simple as just okay well we'll just release a ps4 version that runs like shit and then and then they'll release a ps5 version later because it'll they also people have who to... haven't invested in the new console just yet or don't have the console and it means they won't get as much money right exactly so they have a financial incentive to still release the the ps4 version but they also i think we're not adaptable enough to sort of look into the to the horizon and see that okay well you know, it's going to be hard to optimize it for both console generations. And so that's sort of like, it's it's more pervasive than it seems, but because Cyberpunk is such a high-profile game, it's put into the spotlight that it wouldn't have any otherwise if it was like a, another smaller title that had to be delayed. But because it's Cyberpunk and because the, the, the brand alone, the developer behind it, it's just it just puts everything out in the open. Um, so I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they delayed the PS4 version even further till next year, um, and have just the PC version come out in December. Um, yeah, that, that would probably be the way to do it. Um, yeah, it makes, it makes a little bit more sense from my perspective. I, you said the PS4 version would be later, and they'll just release the new console version now. Uh, that's the thing, though, because they're gonna piss off a lot of because people. the the okay. So, with the way that the sort of cross-platform uh, development cycle goes, is that if you're going to release two versions, like say for example, Cold War, right? There's gonna mm-hmm. be two versions: a PS4 and a PS5. Uh, if you buy the seventy-dollar upgraded edition, you'll get both versions. In simpler terms, it's just backwards compatibility. If you buy the PS4 version, you're going to play it on the PS5 with the optimized uh, graphics and everything. That's how it should be. But with the way that uh, game publishers are hyping up the marketing term of like, you know, the upgraded version or the deluxe version or the next gen version, like they make it to where you can either release them as two separate SKUs uh, of PS4, PS5, or you can say if you just get the PS4 version, you're going to download an update on the PS5 once you boot it up, and you'll have the fully optimized PS5 version, hmm. and that's it. Okay. And so there's like this clear divergence or confusion regarding that that makes people like, okay, this is more complicated than it should be. And so with Cyberpunk, you're kind of seeing a little bit of the same thing where it's like, okay, well, if the PS4 and the Xbox One versions are delaying the whole project scope then why not just release the pc version for now since that one seems to be ready high performance it's going to be the 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 version that people are are going to gravitate towards anyways Mm -hmm. and then just release the ps4 version at a later date when it's ready and you know makes sense when it's ready i mean there's there's not much there's not much more to say about that i mean well it's definitely a game i'm super excited to play i've got into the witcher really 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 a lot um i I still haven't beat blood and wine finished hearts of stone in the main game um such a great great film 
but uh great film. It's sorry a great film, film. <laughs> Shit. sorry i was thinking but i was thinking about movies hell it is uh, it does kind of feel like a big ass movie or long tv show i'm thinking about a few things right now um because and I, we're not going to talk about it now but i watched the you and i both watched the uh newest episode of mandalorian um we're going to talk about that in, in a different episode altogether uh but yeah um definitely a game i'm definitely looking forward to i played witcher as i mentioned i just need to get back into it i've been playing a lot of among us and um warzone lately warzone's been doing like a halloween thing with the dark night or dark night map the dark night <laughs> it's, a, it's a night map your mind uh, is still in the hollywood royale i see n- no no <laughs> uh definitely not i'm i'm mm. i'm not necessarily happy with the outcome even that was your movie, wasn't it? That one. It was, but it wasn't the one I was rooting to win. You wanted Parasite to win. Ah, uh, maybe. What was the one you wanted to win? There will be. Blood? Uh, it was either gonna be one of the Blade Runner films, Parasite, or There Will Be Blood. We almost had par- We almost had Blade Runner versus Blade Runner, and I was just not about to have that. <laughs> it would have been ridiculous. It tied. Both films tied for third place. That it is did. fucking fascinating. They did. Um, let's see uh, anything else here oh let's kind of dive into the PlayStation 5 uh, that's right the Sony so like apparently there's a leak for, for the uh, which I think it was a long time ago I'm pretty sure I saw a gif of it for the load time but apparently this is talking about a 7 second uh, load time from the PlayStation UI to Spider-Man, Spider-Man main menu so, yeah, so someone who has the actual retail uh, PS5 unit, either through the preview event that happened this past week, there are certain things that uh, the uh, games media can't talk about yet because they're embargoed. But the leaked video basically showcased the PS5 uh, main menu, the user interface w- when you boot it up. Right. He, he basically hovered over the game selection of Spider-Man. He clicked on it. And then it took like seven seconds and it just booted straight up towards the main menu. There was no splash screen. It was just pure black screen for like those six seconds. And then on the seventh second, it just it just loaded in the animation of Miles Morales in the train and the main menu pops up. And once he clicked on continue or, 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 or play to continue the campaign, it took only two seconds for it to just load, and boom, he's right there on on the edge of a building as Spider Man. Uh, it was just like there. Were, I'm telling you, the fucking era of splash screens and tooltips or loading screens—they're gone. Hmm. Um, and that's going to be interesting because there has been some talk about how that 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 very quickness of it kind of messes up with the rhythm of some games mm-hmm. where it's like oh you expect to load up so you can kind of like collect yourself after a hard scene or if you went through a very challenging gameplay section or you want to go and get a drink while it loads up like when you think about red dead 2 right that's already a mm-hmm. slow ass game as it is and having to load up red dead online so yeah. something where the loading <laughs> time is very diminished helps that case but in like another game where like let's say Ghost of Tsushima, where the load times are already ridiculously, you know, fast as is. Right. Where there are times where like when you look at the splash screen and you're trying to read the text and it's just you don't have enough like, time. I want to see so, these hints and it's like, oh Right. Oh, that was quick. Yeah, that was quick. It's like, okay, then then why bother having that up? So right. It, it, it's just a little nice added psychological element that people will have to talk about when it comes to like pacing their games now because yeah. you had that extra waiting time to just think about it or go do something and then come back yeah. and it just changes the whole dynamic so tell, so tell me more about like what we can expect because there's also a potential breach for Crytek talk, talk a little bit about that I didn't really know too much about it uh there was i think there was a data breach a a while back like a few weeks ago but a lot of like the leaked information just reveals what is potentially certain games they're working on now or canceled projects that they were working on so out of like that list so we both know crytek is responsible for crisis the first person shooter series the 
the very fun meme that people talk about when it comes to, oh, but can your PC play Crisis? Like, that's that's where that comes from. Right. So, out of the list, uh, we have the Crisis Remaster, which is already a known quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a potential Battle Royale title that is codenamed Crisis, Crisis Next. Next. That would be interesting. See, I've never played Crisis, so I don't know much about it neither have i but you're basically like a super soldier and super soldier you can jump by yes mechanical aliens that kind of look like the enemies from the matrix right pretty much and then outside of the battle royale title uh they also are doing a vr version of crisis it's unclear whether that's a new title or if that just takes the existing remaster and adds VR to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, a Rise second uh, Son of Rome sequel. So Rise was that game that came out in the Xbox One. That was like One QTE, quick time Yeah, very event. QTE heavy, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. th- that has a little bit of a cult following. Some people actually really, really like that game. Yeah, I it's kind of weird. Obviously, I've never played it. And I made fun of it as soon as I saw it. So, <laughs> oh my god! There and then go. for the for the other two titles, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Hunt. Hunt. Yeah. It's just titled Hunt Mobile. I think Hunt is like a like a Monster Hunter type game. Oh. Um, oh no! Don't talk. Oh, Monster Hunter. Sorry, I was thinking of. Um, what was that horrible, horrible game where it's four people hunting a monster? Evolve. Yeah, but let's not talk about it. Just don't mention that it. That was. I'm telling you, that game was ahead of its time. That game was ahead of its time. And then the final title is Robinson Two, which is a sequel to Robinson: The Journey, which is that VR game that came out like a few years ago. What's that even about? I have no idea. It's a single-player linear game, I think. Um, uh, I have no idea, to be honest. Okay. Well, that, if forever, who gives a shit about Robinson or Hunt, that sounds like fun. Uh, Crisis sounds like it's going to be interesting. That, that was a PlayStation, and it was both Xbox and PlayStation, right? Or was it just PlayStation? Rise? No. Uh, Crisis. Crisis. Uh, no, it was for both consoles. So it was, it was all plat- all platforms. Okay. Well, except for yeah. Nintendo. But who says? Who's, who knows now? Nintendo's been having Call of Duty and Witcher, so you never know. Um, okay. And then obviously, uh, for those who haven't heard about this one, whoever cares about, uh, you know, Halo and everything going on there, but it's really not good if a director of a company leaves, steps down after seeing... Uh, after seeing what they have have to offer for the next Halo game, like ch- holy shit, yes, <laughs> it's a mess. So this is the second game director to leave the Halo Infinite development team at Three Four Three Industries. Um, a lot of it, it his exit and the response to how he articulated why he was leaving he didn't give a reason per se he just said that it was time for him to move on he's still at microsoft so he might just cross functionally jump to a different development team but this does not bode well for the future of halo infinite because one thing is when you think of Halo, you think of multiplayer first and for, first and foremost, right? right? But when you think of the legacy of Halo, you think of its single player mm-hmm. and how that drew players to the story of the Master Chief and Cortana. And so I'm not sure what exactly went wrong. Nobody knows. Only those who are inside the studio know. Uh, um, but I have an inkling of an idea that whatever big plan they had to adopt halo into an open world genre type game it didn't it did not translate as well as they thought it would mm-hmm. and just based on the gameplay demo that was shown a few months back what about that like what about what Oh, the, the you sorry you cut out for some reason. What were you saying about the gameplay demo? So the gameplay demo, it looked like Halo aesthetically. Oh it right, was yeah, very the one we retro. watched. Yeah, the one we okay, watched. Okay, I thought you were talking about the one that he the the director saw. Okay. No, no, no. Basically, the article sort of gave that context of like 
after seeing the impressions of the demo, that was one of the reasons why he decided to step down. So obviously he wasn't happy with how the project was going and seeing that tepid response was, I guess it was his okay to be like, okay, I'm out. There's, there's nothing more for me to do here. Hmm. So that's obviously a troubling development for the game itself, which was supposed to come out at the launch of the Xbox Series X in like two weeks' time. Uh, this game not. will be... Th- this game, I mean, has already been pushed back, but... What launch titles do they have for the Xbox Series X? What launch titles? Yeah. Oh, they have... I don't even know. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Okay. Which is a which is not first party. For first party, the launch titles are like nothing. Are not right? that great. No. Bug snacks. Bug, <laughs> bug their... snacks. Bug snacks is going to be a free PlayStation Plus title yeah. when PS Five comes out. So that's gonna that. be interesting. It's going to be our um, res. <laughs> right. right. Uh, let's see here. No, these are old. These are older games. Uh, Ori, no. See, no. Do they have a single title that's first party? And wow. New? I actually don't see anything. Wow. So nothing. While the PlayStation 5 has... Demon Souls and Demon Spider-Man Souls. Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Two mm-hmm. big, two pretty big... If you want to get technical, it's really only Demon Souls since Miles Morales is also coming out for the PS4, but... Okay, but still Sony. Right. Still PlayStation. Okay. Yeah. Well, they have their their hands full. I, I think that I mean if, if they don't fix what they're know, gonna do, they're gonna be in deep shit. May, I mean Might that be was time delay. A, yeah, I mean that was just another major incentive for them to buy Bethesda, you know? Like oh, they just need the help. I forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> It's okay, Matt. All you have to do is pay them 15 bucks a month and you'll gain access to all of their stellar first-party titles. You may have won the battle, but you will not win the war, said Microsoft, and then fucking dropped a bomb. <sighs> no pun intended, because they also own Fallout. Ha! Um, Hilarious. God, Christ. Well, you know, it's, it's good to have competition. It just means everything else has to step up, so... If there's no competition, yeah. we'd be piss bored playing point to click dungeon exploring games. Not that those <laughs> are bad games. Also, kind of that kind of ties back to Mr. Robot. But um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a wild, wild west here in a few weeks. Uh, we have the PlayStation Five coming out. We have you. You have that pre-ordered, right? We're gonna ready to give our first impressions on that. Yes, I have it pre-ordered. Yes, of course, I'm the one who does that. Um, okay, we will have it. Yes, let's not talk about anything like exactly what that what <laughs> what I know you're lying about. But yes, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? We have it pre-ordered. Let's just say mean? this: we will have it. We will have it when it comes out. Okay. okay. Well, we should have just said it that way. Why didn't you say it that way? <laughs> no, no, I, I just—I was just saying. Bury the you're lead. Gonna get, you're gonna get. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, we shall not speak more of it. Yeah, but yes, we will um, have it on, on launch. That we have Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War coming out this month. We have what else coming out? I, so much shit. Or is it not that much shit? I haven't been paying attention, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> What else we got coming out this month? Come on, mister. Oh, my goodness. Game releases November that we care about. There's quite a bit. Bug snacks. Bug snacks will be free. Marvel Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the launch uh, titles. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh... I think that would be a good entry point to go back to Assassin's Creed after like what seems like a prolonged hiatus. Last time I was last time I played it, I played Black Flag. Yeah, that's that that was was seven years ago. Uh Um, Let's see what else. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion came out. It did actually. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm surprised. I, I I never beat the first game. And I might check this one up, but I'm like, uh, you know, I, I still have 
a lot of games that I'm playing. Oh, Yakuza Like a Dragon comes out, Steve, November 10th. Yeah, that's only for Xbox, though. God damn it. Demon Souls, Godfall, which is a PlayStation 5 game. Looks like a arena-type battle game. Yeah, it's an arena uh, fighter that is going to be heavy with microtransactions. So I'm sure. I'm going to bail out of that one. Um, Kingdom Hearts Melody of a Memory looks like a freaking guitar hero type <laughs> i'm not even gonna talk about that oh hyrule warriors comes out november 20th age of calamity if you're interested in that that uh, would be worth a pickup and then of course world of warcraft shadowlands but we're not even going to touch that because i don't know how to feel about that uh i've never don't want to touch world of warcraft as long as i live again so but yeah lots of different things we're doing um and if if you are uh, we're gonna, do you think I think we should uh, we should, do you have anything else you want to talk about because I think we pretty much covered everything I know of is there anything last things you have in your mind uh, not necessarily the game awards are coming up next month oh yeah that's right December 12th I believe or December 11th uh-huh. they're going to do it all digital right yeah, they have to. Yeah, so we're going to be covering that. Um, we're going to be covering that and doing a watch of that. And uh, stay tuned. That that might be a very special and episode and the start of a new type of podcast. Um, not that we're going to change the podcast much. We're just going to be adding something to it, not taking away from it at all. Um, so keep an eye, eye out for that specific podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about it as we get closer to it, to what you guys can expect. Um, but I think it's an exciting new step, uh, an obvious step in the right direction for, for podcasting in general. So, um, and then also we're going to next few episodes here. We'll probably, well, it's going to be a few weeks, probably around the same time we're doing the, um, the podcast for the video the game awards we're going to do a podcast for mandalorian because it'll be you know it's weekly episodes eight episodes how many weeks until one two one two three, four three. the 27th the week, oh, yeah roughly. the 23rd is probably we're going to be doing our podcast for, for like the mid uh yeah for mid the season mm-hmm. and then we'll do a one when we finish the season very excited to that um but yeah keep an eye out uh you can again always follow us on social media um we actually got a new follower uh last episode was ryan uh ryan on instagram thanks so much for following us it's a great it's always great you can follow us directly on instagram at nye podcast uh and also you listen to this on a variety of different things if you listen to us on spotify um it's really great you can follow me on t- on instagram as well lucasmat9794 but obviously a good place to follow us is on our instagram uh send us dms and ideas if you want us to talk about something it's a great place great platform for to do that and always uh any last idea things you want to talk about steve uh no not necessarily just that uh, we were still thinking of doing the alternate Hollywood Royale, correct? Yes. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. Still in the works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still we have we have that in the works. We also have a uh, well, something that was actually we kind of talked about on this episode very very briefly with a uh, Sean Connery reference. But we have something uh, that we're thinking of currently. Very early steps for that um for a new type of uh challenge for folks but it's gonna take us a little while to come up maybe a new year's new year's type thing maybe. yeah that one that one's gonna need you know a bit more work than the other projects that we have in mind but outside of that though um the end of the year is coming so i just want to remind you we're going to have to think about how we're going to present goldie season are we even gonna see cyberpunk this year is it going to slide in the last minute? Uh, uh, look, I envision that we're not going to do our Game of the Year episode until early January right, or mid-January. Right. Gives us time to marinate. So, 
that yeah so that would give it time to where if cyberpunk does come out i want it to be in the, in the push, if it gets pushed to new year's day <laughs> I mean, and it won't count it won't count it uh, won't count we have to disqualify it yeah can't can't argue that uh wouldn't be game of the year this year be game of the year next year immediately no problems it would be the first game to come out and the game of the year <laughs> Don't even, no worries. No even need to have a show. Just have a banner up. 2077 wins 2021. Nah, Breath of the Wild 2 comes out next year. We don't talk of such things. <laughs> what a great what a great game that'll be. Uh, that'll be fucking amazing. That will win, yeah. probably. That'd easily beat Cyberpunk, actually. I mean, it depends. Could I, mean, Could I mean, God of War 2 comes out as well. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of different games coming out next year. Yeah, next year is fuck. Yeah. I thought this year was crazy, but nope. Yeah. They just keep coming out with the big hitters. Yeah, so keep an eye out for these uh these these other things we're gonna be sprinkling through these these next uh few weeks, months. Um and yeah, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Any last thoughts, Steven? For real just this time? take care, stay safe. COVID hasn't killed us yet, and please do go out to vote. Yep. It is. Either way, vote whoever you're going to vote for, vote. Don't just sit at home. Don't say it's not worth it. Vote. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, have a good evening, everyone. Bye-bye. Take care, guys.